Hi everyone, welcome to the NBA Agents Podcast. Are you curious about NBA student life in the US? Do you worry about how to navigate your NBA life? If so, you're at the right place. NBA Agents is here to empower you to overcome different challenges by sharing tips and recommendations from many other Asian NBA students. We want you to be prepared for the crazy NBA world. Are you ready? Let's get it! Hello, it's showtime. Welcome to NBA Agents. I'm Jay. And I'm Jacob. Today's topic about American culture is ice water in the United States restaurants. One thing I figured out here was most restaurants always serve ice water even in the winter season, which is different from several Asian countries. So let's talk about this with Han, special guest for ice water. Hi, Han. Hi, how are you? Yeah, we're doing great. Thank you for asking, and really thanks for your time here. Yeah, no problem. I love ice water. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your passion for ice water and hopping <laughs> on the NBA jazz. So before talking about ice water, I'm just wondering what kind of water you usually have when you go to restaurants, like all of us. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I usually do have ice water, but... I mean, I think you're right. They don't even ask generally. I mean, they just assume that that's what you want here in America. Yeah, so um, I in Taiwan, I usually have room temperature water um, or sometimes warm water, I would say. But I rarely have ice water. I mean, unless you ask for it. Otherwise, you're not going to get any ice in your water. So, What about here? Like what water you ask for them? I just ask water and then they just give me ice water. Ice water? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's like vice versa. Like one you have to ask for ice, the other you have to ask for without the ice. So it's it's different. Oh, I got it. My case, I think in Korea, frankly, there's a no restaurant who serves ice water, even in summer season, because we just they just serve cold water without ice. And here, I, it's so interesting that Michigan is really cold area, but in even in winter season, they serve ice water, like full of ice and small amount of water, which is so weird for me. So sometimes I ask them, like, can I have some hot water? And they say, sure, but like their eyes and their mouth says, what the, why you want hot water? Like I can read their um, mind. So... So Han, like, why do you think most of American uh, restaurants serve ice water as a basic option? Do you have an idea about that? Uh, I mean, so yeah, I knew I was coming on here, so I, I was thinking about this. I guess I have a few theories, but I don't have like anything obvious. So one thing I would say is, uh, you know, ever since I was young, I I drank just all beverages with ice, and I mm -hmm. think part of that is because the sort of the stuff you drink when you're a kid, especially like soda or, or juice or lemonade or uh, in, uh, I'm from the South, from the American South, we have what they call sweet tea, which is just iced tea with a whole bunch of sugar. <laughs> and, and the thing that all of this has in common is that it's really sweet. It's just loaded with sugar. And I think uh, the ice makes it drinkable <laughs> in, in some <laughs> way, you know, uh, you put it there, it waters it down some. And so it, it turns what would be like this really sickly sweet syrupy thing into something pretty, I, at least I find pretty refreshing. So I, I think we just grew up getting used to drinking a lot of things with ice. And the other thing I would say is uh, once you start drinking ice, it's, uh, 
it's sort of a self-reinforcing thing. Because now if you give me a, a, a glass of room temperature water, what I think is that that water has been sitting there for a very long time. Because to me, water, you know, once it's first served, once it first comes out, it, it should be iced. So the only time it ever gets to room temperature is if it's been sitting there for hours. And oh. so, so like, even if I know, even if I see you, you know, pour the water from the, from the uh, faucet, it, when I drink room temperature water, in my mind, it's like really old water. And I, oh. I think I, there's just like this mental block now and I can't get over it. So to me, ice water is sort of like new, fresh, refreshing water. And room temperature water is old water that's been sitting there for a while. Then what about in winter season? Like you got a lot of cold snow and windy outside. And you <laughs> right now you jump on some restaurant. But like still your body gets some cold. Uh -huh. Do you still need ice water or you want some hot water in that case? Yeah, I, if I'm drinking water, I do still need ice water. Um, <laughs> sometimes, I, you know, I drink a lot of tea and I drink tea hot. So sometimes if it's really cold and I go, I'll ask for tea instead of water. But if it's just water, I can't. I, I need the ice. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a um, really interesting thing, like in... So now I'm living in the U.S. and then my apartment, the refrigerator has like the, um, I don't know what you call that, like the ice machine, like they build the ice for you. Um, yeah, ice machine. Yeah, it's different because where I'm from, we, we don't have that on our refrigerator, uh, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah, because we have like the self-made, like the, the box you pull in the water and then put in the fridge, but we don't have like the machine like they just made it automatically for you. Um, but I, I thought it was because, you know, because here people were really loved about ice and then they have to drink with ice and that's just an easier way to do it. Um, but this is my assumption. So I, I don't know. Yeah. So, 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 Han, do you think like most of American people really love ice water? Because you talk about some sugar things and freshness about ice water versus room temperature water. So in your opinion, like many of Americans really don't care when restaurants serves ice water, like they just like it. Yeah. So I think that um, I, I do think that there's some variation um, among Americans. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, so I think I'm on the very extreme end where I, I just need ice and all my water. Um, and this is partially because uh, I, I think I've mentioned I grew up in the American South where it's just really hot all the time. Oh, um, there's almost no winter basically mm -hmm. like uh i you most years you never see any snow at all and so uh you know i grew up in like this uh terrible swamp town and it just <laughs> everything's always humid and hot and your, your clothes are clinging to you and you just need that ice you really feel like you need that ice uh my wife for example uh she grew up in the northeast where mm -hmm. it is cold and snowy right? right it's more like michigan and she will drink ice water and if she goes to a restaurant she will get the ice water but she doesn't hate room temperature water the way i do like if, oh. if water gets starts getting warm she'll drink it it's she uh she won't complain like i do me if a glass of water is on the counter for a while and it gets to room temperature i'll dump it out and, and get new ice water so i i do think there is some variation among americans but i think uh what is true is that all americans are happy to drink uh ice water even oh. if they'll put up with room temperature water uh i 
won't even put up with room temperature water if I can help it. <laughs> but still, it's possible that I can ask for room temperature water or hot water if I want. Is it right in restaurant? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, uh, you know, it comes out of the faucet room temperature generally, and so and they can boil it, so they have no trouble doing that. It's not like, you know, as an American, when I when I visit uh, China, I have the opposite problem where I really want ice water, and they just don't <laughs> they just don't have it. You, you'll ask them, and they'll be really confused. And sometimes after you explain long enough, they'll give you like one cube of ice to put in your <laughs> hot water that doesn't do anything. So, It's it's better the other way. <laughs> like like so, Jacob. If I like if I go to Taiwan and if I ask for like, oh, can I have ice water? Is it like kind of weird situation for you in Taiwan? Um, I I wouldn't say it's, it's gonna be weird. It's just they not they not. I don't think they would prepare ice um, mm-hmm. in the case, and then. Um, in I think in the summer it, it's still like in Taiwan it's humid and hot as well. So right. I think it's easy to get like ice water um, sort of things. But in the winter, people might think, "Oh, it's 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 cold. Why you want the ice is water?" Is there is there winter in Taiwan? Well, now that I'm here, I don't think there's any winter. <laughs> but before that, <laughs> there 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 was winter for sure, just without snowing and. <laughs> <laughs> like below zero degree temperature, but there's winter. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Han, really thank you for sharing your opinions about ice water of United States. It's really fun to hear about your theory and your thoughts about why American people loves ice water. All right, great. It was tough to great to talk to both of you. Thanks. Okay, let's have a short break and let's get back to our interview session. MBA is a journey for a new career path. And to find a better career path, many MBA students visit various companies and meet numerous people to learn more about different industries. To facilitate this point, many MBA programs or clubs do professional track, which means they organize a trip for companies. For example, a tech track goes to big tech companies in the West Coast, and marketing track goes to Chicago to visit several famous marketing companies. But it really varies by schools or clubs. So let's talk about this more with Sandy Chen, a second-year MBA student from University of Southern California or USC Marshall. Hi, Jay. Hello, Jacob. Happy to be here today. Hey, Sandy. Thank you so much for your time and being on our show. So before we start, maybe we can talk about you. Um, let's let, let our audience know you first. So what is, um, where are you from and what did you do before? Okay, great. So um, this is Sandy. I come from Taiwan. And then before joining the MBA program, I was uh, working in a global trading firm as an operations senior manager for like almost nine years. I also co-founded a restaurant in Taipei, Taiwan. So my life was like pretty good. And I just wanted to challenge myself and then, you know, make some contributions to the global firm in the United States. So that is why I joined my Marshall MBA program. And then so that I, I'm really happy to join the MBA journey because we have so many great opportunities to visit the companies, to understand about the company's culture 
and then also um, have a chance to get the interview invitations and then maybe could I join to uh, working for them in the future. So yeah, you're talking about like YMBA, that's great. And I think I have a similar reasons as you wanted to be joined like the big corporate in the US. So one mm -hmm. reason that I come to the US for MBA. So is there mm -hmm. any specific reasons that why you choose uh, Marshall? Well, uh, basically just because my relatives and my boyfriend, they are all in the California. That's first. And then second, I really like USC's culture. Everybody is very open-minded and then really happy to help each other. So no matter like any one of the classmates in the same program or even the alumni graduated for so many years, people are still very like kind and happy to chat and then help each other. Once you tell other people like you're the USC alum. So that is the greatest culture from USC. And then another biggest reason is because MBA is so expensive and then USC offered me the scholarship. So of course, like, why not? I can just join here, right? That's a good reason. Good. Yeah, good to hear that like scholarship is always the best way to join the MBA program for international students because as you mentioned, it's too expensive. Yeah, it's hella expensive. So I think that is like a very major reason for most of the MBA students when they are choosing the program. So let's talk about our major topic today. So it's about professional track. So sure. I'm wondering what kind of track did you join in Marshall? Okay, so actually, I think when you're talking about track, it means like the opportunities to visit the other uh, like companies, right? Yes, so, like, for example, in Ross, uh, between 4A and 4B term, like there is a one week vacation. And many clubs are organizing some trek, go to West Coast or East Coast or Chicago or DC for visiting some companies. That's a trek, what I mean. I see. So like, for example, in USC, we have treks during the spring break and the winter break. Mm -hmm. And besides that, our school always arranged the DOJ, which means stay on the job for students to visit companies. So um, I, I would like to talk about DOJ first. So DOJ is the day on the job and then the, uh, the clubs from the school or the school will help the students to arrange the um, visit companies activities for students. So for example, uh, we have, uh, we used to have DOJ and then the students could visit the Universal Studio to learn about how they run the business. I didn't go there. There was one of the um, activity from our entertainment club. We also have the DOJ uh, to visit the Staples Center where LaBombe James played a basketball. So it's all the great opportunities for you to experience and know how do they run their operations over there. And from my personal experience, I also visit uh, Mattel's company's DOJ event. Mattel is the company uh, who make the Barbie dolls for the kids. And I remember um, we visit their companies and then they set, uh, separate us into the different tables and then we can do some marketing case. And then they also talking about how do they run their business or do the cross-functional projects with the other departments. And besides that, we also had a chance to visit the retail stores with the Mattel employee. So they guide us and teach us how do they work with the different retails for example, like Walmart, Target, or Kohl's, and how do they display the products 
in a retail store to attract people's attention or to buy the product, or even how to design the discount program with the retail stores. So those are the real experience and then the real chance for us, not just understand about a company, also to know about how do they run their business with the other stakeholders. So right now, whenever I'm shopping in the Walmart or Target, you know, I could experience and then see how the stores display the products in another different way. So I think those are the great experience. And talking about the tracks, um, from my own experience, I joined tech tracks twice uh, from the spring break and then the winter break because USC is located in um, LA. Uh, we have more entertainment industry in here. So like the school help us to arrange the tech track for us to visit Bay Area uh, when we have time. And it was a great opportunity for us to visit a bunch of the companies in just two days. It was pretty tiring, but it is also a very great chance. You know, you get to visit LinkedIn um, or like Plan, the tech firms, or even just like the Google campus. So it's an amazing journey because you get to visit those like campus and the company that you dream about them for long. So I think it's a great experience. I also joined Ross Tech Track, which we went to Bay Area and Seattle. And one of the companies that I visited was Fitbit and Zillow in Seattle. And one of the difference between two companies is the method, how they hosting us. So in case of Fitbit, like just one, several speakers came out and they talk about what Fitbit is doing and what, what's the future of the Fitbit. But in case of Zillow, just one speaker talk about briefly some process of recruiting at what Zillow is doing. And then we have a networking session with several uh, employees in Zillow. So mm -hmm. I think there is a pros and cons of some kinds of hosting. Like what is what, what was your most favorite method of companies hosting? Uh, the very method of companies hosting, I think I liked um, the alumni or the mm -hmm. people from the company to show us around on their campus because mm -hmm. that is the time we get to see their organizations and then you get to see people's day-to-day um, -day job, how do they work in their company, right? So I remember I was also visiting one company and it's a very big company under Google. And then actually, like, you know, we really admire the company, but actually you notice nobody in the company was smiling. So you will. So I was wondering, well, will I be happy if I work in here? And then also like another tech firm, everybody is wearing a smile and then cheer us up and then welcome us. So, you know, like from this opportunity, you get to see people's um, their their feelings whenever you're walking around on the campus. So I like that. I like people who tour and guide us. And also um, running the panel and then to introduce about their jobs, their cultures, and then offering our snacks or free food, you know, to make us relax and then to just let the students to ask some questions. So I think that is the best chance for people to get connections and then get to know each other. I have, yeah. to, I have to talk about how amazing LinkedIn is. So LinkedIn's mm. uh, building is like so pretty in San Francisco. And I remember our alumni was like uh, catering us and then bring us to their um, cafeteria. Their cafeteria is like better than a lot of hotels cafe. 
and then they have the buffet. You can grab all different kinds of the food you want for breakfast. So it's a very amazing、um, things for the employees, and then they always like come come over to the office to work because you know it's some some benefits for for them to to work over there. Yeah, definitely. I think the food is one of the perk. <laughs> Um, <laughs> of the big tech company, a lot of people were comparing with, "Hey, what's the food in Google versus Facebook or some other companies? What,、mm-hmm. what, which company have the best food?" But, but now you know, during the pandemic, it doesn't really matter. You, you, you're yeah, not、true. able to get into the office anymore. <laughs> but、mm-hmm. again, I think that's a great saying of like, you, you go to the place that you can actually understand the vibe and see,、um, like every. Employees, not just the person who going to your school and smile at you. You wanted to be、uh, really immerse yourself at that working environment. So I guess that's one of the、um, reason that you have to go to track instead of you know just networking over the phone or you know doing the Zoom call. It's something that you you could never get、um, get out of from from the real like track. So、um, speak of track, I think there's、uh, so many ways to to do it. So Uh, like Sandy, you mentioned, school help to facilitate and organize everything. But I also heard like some people they just do their own track.、Um, do you know anybody does that, or or have you have the experience to you know construct your own track? And did you see any differences or pros and cons between school hosted and like the personal,、um, like small group hosted by themselves? Yeah, sure. I do know、uh, one or two of my friends who. Who are focused on finance and they set up their own kind of the track to visit、uh, the other companies and then to visit alums. So、um, I'm not really familiar with that, but I think basically they just try to contact alumni and then try to go over to another city and then to visit them. I think for the personal track, it will has a lot of like difficulties you have to challenge and then to 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 solve. First of all, you have to contact the alumni and then make sure、um, they they have their availabilities and then could match with your schedule. And then besides, whenever you fly from one city to another city, you don't want to just meet one person, right? You will love to meet the different alumni from the different companies. So this is where the difficulties comes from because it's really hard to coordinate everybody's time in just one day or two days. And then maybe sometimes alumni they are pretty busy, and then they will not be able to reply you like right away. So personally, I would love to、uh, suggest most of the MBA students to just join、um, the school's track、um, for sure.、Uh, first of all, because you don't need to arrange anything; the school will help you to arrange it. Probably we just need to bid our points, and then to see which company we would love to go. And for the students, we need to consider like which city and which track you would love to join. So, for example, maybe for like our school, we have tech track in San Francisco and in Seattle. Which one you want to go? Or like you can join the entertainment industry track or the finance track. So, like understand about your goals is another thing. And then the third things is once you join the school track, it's a very good way、um, to show. On your school spirit, and then to go out as a whole, and then also like、um, people can bounce with each other. So I think those are the pros and then the、uh, benefits for going for joining the school's track. I think the 
cons will just be people are greedy. And so for me, for example, I cannot join all the tracks or to beat all the companies that I want to visit. So you have to always study and then plan ahead to see what are the companies you must go, you really want to see, and then trying to beat your points like wisely and then to get the opportunity to join those companies' events. I think that's perfect summarize of pros and cons of school track and personal <laughs> track. Thank you. Oh, it was so well said. Did you prepare for this answer? No, just like my um, personal experience. And it because, you know, whenever you need to beat something, you need to mm-hmm. compete, right? So, of course, you have to you have to be well paid. <clears throat> I think another wow. tip is you can talk to the alumni or like the first years can talk to the second years mm-hmm. to gain about their insight and their experience to understand about what kind of the tech track or like the company event the company will offer. So you under, you will understand what kind of the things you will gain from the tech track. And then especially tech track, you usually need to visit a bunch of the companies in one day or two days. And before that, you have to study about the company's history, knowing about alumni's background, knowing about the newest news about this company, prepare your questions, prepare your elevator speech, a lot of things you need to do. And then after visiting them, you have to like write a thank you email to all the people that you met. So it's pretty tiring and you have to be on top of everything and then always be energetic. So I think those are the tips that we have to prepare for the tech track. So you talk about tech track and you visited like several companies in one or two days. And mm-hmm. I think because USC is in LA, which is West Coast, and mm-hmm. West Coast is famous for many of many tech companies. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a kind of merit of USC location in terms of tech track because USC naturally has a lot of relationship with tech companies in the West Coast because it's close compared with East Coast and West or mid-central cities like Ross. Mm-hmm. We are in mid-central area <laughs> in United yeah. States. Mm-hmm. So it's not easy for us to go like Bay Area or Seattle because it's too far. So mm-hmm. do you think like your school location affects your track quality or you have some about you have some idea about this? Yeah, sure. Of course. I think definitely because like, you know, like LA flyover to San Francisco, just like, you know, like two hours and then we will be there. And then it will not affect our schedule too much. So we can save some energy from that. And then of course, um, you know, like the weather, the only difference is about the weather. So like LA is warm, LA, uh, San Francisco is chill. So like probably we need to bring the different clothes for that only, but that's not a big deal, right? So I think we do have some benefits and then the merits from located in California. So definitely people can thinking about joining USC for sure. And I think another thing that people can prepare for the tracks in the different cities is because uh, is you need to like make more friends. So whenever you're visiting the other cities, maybe you have your friends over there then you can stay over in their place and then you can save some money or the budgets, you know, from arranging your trips. And the only thing you have to be careful just about the time management, because we have to visit so many companies in one day, you have to arrange your schedule properly so that you will be there on time or like way earlier than the event. Yeah. Speaking of location, I think um, the day or 
DOJ day on the job that you mentioned. I guess it's probably um, it's possible. It's because like you're very close to those companies, so you can spend mm-hmm. whole days and then you know following their employees to do their 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 daily job daily routines. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. that could also be the one benefit because it's it's impossible for us to take um, four five hours flights and then there's also three hours differences. And then to spend a day in one company, and then you fly back. It's just, it just theoretically, I don't think it's 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 possible. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess that could be the other reason. Uh, the benefit of like uh, the locations is really matters in terms of tracks. Yeah, um, I remember like our marketing clubs also arranged the DOJ event to visit Johnson and Johnson company. Uh-huh. So actually, there are a lot of like great events happening around on USC. So like I really miss those old days because I was thinking <laughs> about to join the more DOJ events or like the other tech tracks this year, but like unfortunately everything's going on virtual right now. Yeah. Maybe we can wear the VR glasses and then doing the virtual track as well. Or maybe it can be someone else's home and then just follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> so fun. All right. Um. So you kind of touched upon mm-hmm. like. Like, what did you do after the track? So you mentioned about, mm-hmm. hey, you have to write a thank you later for mm-hmm. whoever you met during the track. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just wondering what else um, would you do in order to stay, uh, to stay in touch with the alumni, uh, the companies? I think actually the most important point is whenever you join the event, you have to engage with it. And then you have to show your passion and then try to ask the right questions to the speakers and then after that you can write thank you emails to the speakers from the event from the panel and then of course try to leave a content and then thinking about the future opportunities to ask them questions um so like some of the events especially during right now for all the virtual event people were not that engaging and that is not a good thing so i think being engaging and then writing thank you email being humble will be the first two key points to um, work with or like join the tech track or the track or any kind of the events. And then a lot of people talking about it's really hard to maintain the relationships. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I think people um, take it too seriously. Actually, if you're thinking about talking to people just like using the dating apps, then you will see as much an easier way, right? People love to make friends and then have like chit chats. So maybe you can just show your concerns or like showing about like what's going on on campus right now. And then people always love to like reply and then, you know, to know you further and then to learn from you as well. But of course, I think don't be awkward. Don't ask questions on purpose. Just be yourself, be natural. And I think this is a good way to like um, maintain the relationships with the people. You talk about like show your passion to the company and to the employees. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be a silly question, but would you have some tips or do you give some tips for our audience how they show their passion for the company or the industry or the employees? I think the basic questions to ask the panels will be like, um, you know, some people will definitely ask about like their day to day jobs, their works. Um, my top questions to ask the panels always like I will I love to know like what is the challenge from their job from their positions so I get to know about you know like what's the task or like the project they are facing every day I think that is interesting 
And then I think another thing is study their um, news or study about their 10K to know about the risk and their background and then what they are focusing right now or for, for the future projects. And then once you study more, learn about the companies more, then you know about like, you must have some questions that you would love to ask, right? And then also whenever you're studying the speaker's background, you will see, oh, how come he, gradu he or she graduated from the top MBA program? And then he was working for the uh, toppest tech firm. And then why he is joining the startup right now? They always have their reason or like have their stories. And then you can just learn from their background. So I found that it's very interesting. Hmm. That's a good way to show your passion. So we talk about a lot about like what kind of benefit TechTrack has and what mm -hmm. kind of things you can get from also like before going, before joining the TechTrack or after TechTrack. But like, is there any difficulties during the TechTrack when you joined DOJ or your TechTrack? I think traffic is always the things not a problem, mm -hmm. but the things you have to prepare, you know, ahead. Because, for example, like a bunch of the USC students fly over from LA to San Francisco, mm -hmm. and then we have to visit um, several companies in one day, not just in the downtown San Francisco, but also some campus on San Jose. So how are you coordinating and then driving back and forth will be one of the questions, right? Especially mm -hmm. you have to try to avoid the traffic and then save your money. So we always work as a team and then work with our classmates together and then try to team up and then to arrange the, uh, the traffic. And then also, like I mentioned, we have to study the company. It's really hard for MBA students to like prepare the recruiting, uh, preparing your homework, and then you have to arrange another time to preparing for those kind of the events. So uh, the USC students love to team up together as well. So if, for example, like uh, student A can prepare the um, history background preparation for company A, and then the student B can prepare another study for the company B, and then the student C could study company C, and then we just like utilize the relationship and then share the information together. And then sometimes we even thinking about or discuss what kind of the good questions we should ask during the uh, panels. So I think those are the great things that, you know, we can work with the classmates together to be efficient. What about um, identity side? What I mean is as an international student, mm -hmm. do you think you have more difficulties than domestic students here or specific difficulties you have? Well, to be honest, I think <clears throat> I used to think international students have a lot of like difficulties. But mm -hmm. actually, I think the biggest difficulties is about our mindset. Like, for example, for myself, I always worry about I could not express myself correctly or like I don't know what to say. Is that really? I don't think so right now. Like when I was first year student, I was afraid to open my mouth to share my thoughts. I always care about how other people view me or like thinking about whether I'm asking stupid questions or not. But as a second year right now, I think it doesn't matter. And then you have to be open-minded and then be brave to showcase yourself, everybody's still the same. And then I think actually there's no much um, difficulties for the international students. If we need to say if there's any difficulties, we just need to like um, interact with the local people more and then to understand about the culture and then to understand about uh, equity, diversity and inclusive, to be careful on the culture or like those of the topics, then I think everything will be fine. 
Who is saying? I think that's a great tips. And personally, I have one small tips just for international student. I think、um, even though you're going to different、um, cities for track,、um, it's good to connect the local、um, alumni who have a similar background as you are.、Um, what I mean is like, or、oh, they find some other Taiwanese or Korean, for example.、Um, it's always to, it's always good to learn. People who have the、uh, a similar background as you are, and then listen to their experience, because I feel like that's kind of like most close to what you will be faced during the、uh, after after you know after graduating after you going to the the um the 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 workplace. So that's my the other kind of like tips. Um, trying to reach out to people who came from your country. Um, so. Sandy, you have shared a lot of great experience, and I want to just ask you. So, do you think that the overall, like the tech, or well, maybe tech track or DOJ, all this experience was、uh, was it met your expectation after you been through all this? I would say fifty、uh, fifty because you never know what we what will you see or what will you experience. And then when I say fifty fifty. Uh, it doesn't mean fifty is great, fifty is not. It just means fifty、uh, beyond my expectation, and then fifty percent different from my expe- expectation.、Mm-hmm. So, like, I will strongly suggest people to join those kind of the events to learn about the company, the culture, and then most important of all, oh, I just remember right now, I met and then become good friends with my classmates from the treks because you get to travel together, you get to learn from each other. And then, especially like whenever you're staying over in your friend's place or like staying over in the hotel, you get closer with your friends and then learn about like、uh, your your classmates' strengths. So I think you know those are the、um, great memories from my experience. Based on your experience, I guess your overall、um, satisfaction from the tech track or DOJ is really high. Like you met. Great friends. You had a great,、um, not a vacation, but great time with your friends. <laughs> also, you learned a lot about new companies. But still, if there is something you would do differently, if you have a chance next time when you join、mm. the tech,、uh, the track or DOJ, that's a very good question. I think if I can、um, do it all over again, I、mm-hmm. will try to join everything. Cause like before, when I was in first year, I was thinking about okay, I'm too busy for schoolwork right now. I will not join this event. I will not join that. I will do that later. But thinking about the pandemic right now, right? So I think the COVID nineteen changed my mindset as well. I think I love to say yes to everything right now. And then you know, it's really easy for students to embrace and then to have those kind of the opportunities to visit the big companies. It's going to be hard for us. To visit the companies after we graduate, maybe we can have some opportunities, but it will totally be different. So I am a little bit regret that I didn't have the chance to join the、um, event to visit Warner Brothers, Staples Centers, or Universal Studio. So I wish I could do all this and join all the events if I could run everything over again. I second that. So last year when I joined Tech Track. There are so many、uh, great company lists that I can visit, but as a person who is a little bit laid back, 
I don't want to join all of them because it's too tight and busy schedule. Yeah. So I true. just I I was selective about the company <laughs> visiting, and I just go several, not all the companies, but mm-hmm. there are some of my friends who really make every single company visiting. And mm-hmm. what I learned from my Ross Tech Trek was. Whenever I go new company that I didn't know before well, I learned many things from the company True. and I can broaden my insight and my view about new industry or a new company. So it was really great that True. I I learned about I learned new new thing, but I missed a lot of chance at that moment. And from Ross it's too far go to West Coast. Mm-hmm. So there's, there are not many chances for me to go there again. <laughs> so I I, I want to yeah. uh, recommend our audience that if you are in MBA school and you are thinking of joining the, some kind of professional track and there mm-hmm. are many uh, visiting lists, many company visiting lists, I, mm-hmm. I, I would recommend just go everywhere you can go. I think that's yeah, a really good right. chance to learn new things. And yeah. <laughs> If you join all the tracks last year, probably we know each other one year ago already because you're gonna visit right. me in the West Coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, of course, we all have kind of regrets since now we're entering mm-hmm. where well, we are in the second year, and then looking back mm-hmm. on our first year, there's so many things we could do better or just be more be aware more. Um, mm-hmm. But but we're still like considering a lucky person because we get a chance to actually be into the company and visit them. Mm-hmm. Whereas now the current MBA one, because under this COVID-19, I'm sure like none of them get a chance to actually do the company visit. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the one hand, it's pretty sad. I feel sorry for them. But on the other hand, let's think about how do we make them like make the um, this kind of networking experience as much possible as like actual being to the company. So I want to mm-hmm. ask you, Sandy, um, I guess there's a two question here. One is like, how does USC facilitating trans- transforming from this, you know, actual track experience onto an online version? And what kind of tips or recommendations that you would give to current MB1 students um, how to maximize using the Zoom um, to get to understand the company and then um, the culture. Okay, cool. I think because um, currently I am the president of the operations club. So um, I I work really hard with my board members. We try to host a lot of events for the first year and the second year as well. And then we coordinate with the alumni from the different companies. So even we cannot do the um, track or the DOJ events right now, we are trying to um, make the connections um, with each other and then make sure people will join and learn from uh, them about the company's culture. So I think that is one of the things um, the first year students can join the club and then um, join all the club events to learn about um, the cultures from company speakers or just learn from the second years. So I think that is something we can do right now. And as far as I understanding that some of the companies, they do run the virtual event. So maybe that's another way, you know, we can make some engagement. And then the other uh, recommendation is, I think um, for first year students, although everything's going online right now, 
we can still be professional and then perform uh, form, formal in front of the camera. So for example, we can still dress up or like set up your personal uh, background, virtual background to showcase your passion. And then just like we mentioned earlier, try to engage during the speech, during the panel event, and then ask the proper questions, then try to write the emails and then make the connections afterwards. So I think those are the tips for the first year students. So MBA agents, last question for every guest. Is oh, there okay. one thing you wish you had known before joining MBA? It doesn't need to be about professional trick. Like overall, think of, thinking of your overall experience in MBA, is there one thing you wish you had known Just before? one thing? There are so yeah. many things I wish I knew. <laughs> I know. There are so many things you want to share. I have also many things I want to share. Yeah. But the most important thing, just one thing. Don't be too greedy. Just focus on what you really want. Because I think in MBA program, there are so many things happening around. And then there are so many great opportunities out there. And then it's really easy to mislead because of what other people's doing. And then people are easy to be FOMO, fear of missing out. So no, no matter from the schoolwork, um, like choosing the classes or the event, or even when you're when we're doing the job hunting. I think everybody, including me, we need to be focused on what we really want. Do not compare ourselves with other people. Do not be anxious. Just focus on what we want and then priority everything. It sounds like easy to say, but it's really hard to do. And then even right now I still keep to I still need to keep reminding myself you know, what's the matter and then what I need, really need to focus and then how should I utilize my time well every day because there are so many things we need to do uh, since the day one we joined the MBA program. Since I love your saying and your passion for sharing your opinions, let's make it exceptional. What is the second <laughs> thing you wish you had known before? <laughs> I thought I could only share one thing. Okay, I think the, uh, the second thing is just... Be open-minded and then don't be afraid. Because before I joined the MBA program or like during my first year, I always have a lot of doubts in myself. Whenever I didn't receive any interview invitation, whenever I need to speak up in class, my heart always bumping so fast. And I always like doubt myself. I have so many fears. But right now I learned about it's not going to help on anything. It's not going to work on anything. So do not be afraid of anything. If I want to do anything, be confident. And then I know I could nail it. And then just, you know, just do it. So that's another thing I would like to tell the first year, Sandy. Don't be afraid. And then just focus on what you want and then be confident. All right. Thank you so much, Sandy, sharing your priceless experience. Thank you for having me here today too. Like, happy to chat with you guys. Today's show was with Sandy Chen from USC Marshall in Taiwan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. You can find us through all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon. New episodes come out every Tuesday, US time. Subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on NBA News on Instagram and Facebook. And please share it with your friends. Stay tuned and see you next week.